What's going on? Welcome in. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are continuing our division previews, and we're talking some first overall pick action in today's episode. Today we're going to preview the NFC North. We're going to discuss the biggest news, the Aaron Rodgers drama, debacle, debate, which team is going to finish where, as well as who is worthy of the 101, the number one selection in fantasy drafts this year, this season. Let us not waste any time. We're going to go position by position with each team in the NFC North division, and we're going to go starting from where I think the division will finish. And I believe the worst team in the NFL this upcoming season will be the Detroit Lions. We should start right there. Quarterback Jared Goff, not a believer, not a fan. He held the Rams back last year more than anyone else, I believe, held their team back outside of maybe Mitchell Trubisky. He is not a good deep ball thrower. He's not a good quarterback. Sean McVay knew that that was what ho- was holding the Rams back all along. And the Rams, on a side note, are my Super Bowl favorite right now. The Lions are going to be a tough watch. Jared Goff is not good. The Lions are not good. And that's it. Jared Goff is not it. He's just not not a good player. Can't say that enough. The accuracy concerns are real. The shrinking in big moments are real. You know, let's not forget the Super Bowl that he played against the Patriots. He was terrible. I know that that Patriots defense was really good, but that's besides the point. The Lions are going to be tough watch. Jared Goff is not even usable for fantasy this upcoming season. The one bright spot on the Lions is in the running back room. DeAndre Swift is a good talent. He's a bit of a dice roll, though. He's going in the third round right now. I don't know if I want to take that gamble. I understand that running backs on bad teams can still have fantasy value. James Robinson is a good example of that. He was the RB7 last year. Even though he missed two games, his team won one game. He was still an RB1 all year. They signed Jamal Williams. And I don't read too much into reports around this time because there's nothing to report. Beat writers are just trying to get clicks. But the reports are saying that Jamal Williams will be involved. I'm not spending a third-round pick on DeAndre Swift. But if it was just based off of talent alone he can do some damage. The receiving core, the receiving room on this team makes last year's Patriots team, last year's Patriots receiving room, rather, look good. Tyra Williams, Geronimo Allison, rookie Amon Ra, St. Brown from USC, and Brashad Perriman. The only one that I'm comfortable taking this year is Tyra Williams, and that's a flyer. And then at tight end, we have TJ Hawkinson. Flashed before, not elite yet. Who knows? That defense is going to be bad. The Lions are going to be throwing a lot. And I know the argument that goes, someone needs to catch the ball. Someone's going to catch passes from Jared Goff. I don't mind Hawkinson where he's going. He's currently going 57th overall, a late fifth round pick. 
if you wanted to spend that on him, I wouldn't blame you. Tight end outside of the top three elite guys, the Kelsey, Kittles, and Wallers, is abysmal as usual. It's not going to be as bad as last year. I think there's a little more depth when it comes to positions four through 15. Hawkinson is a guy where if you buy in and you believe that the defense is going to be bad, there is a path to him finishing as a top five tight end. Next up, the Bears. I believe the Bears will be third in the division. That quarterback room, a lot of questions. I feel that Justin Fields was very underappreciated and undervalued by the draft experts everywhere this year. I believe that Justin Fields is the second best quarterback prospect in this past year's class. And Andy Dalton is terrible. Andy Dalton is not good. The Bears know that Andy Dalton is not the long-term answer. I don't care what they said, what they promised him when they signed him. That was before they drafted Justin Fields. I feel that if Aaron Rodgers is not on the Packers, there is no reason Justin Fields should not be starting week one unless he is absolutely 100% not ready. Justin Fields needs to start. The running back room is also very interesting. I believe Tariq Cohen is more talented than David Montgomery. I know everyone wants to point to the finishes that David Montgomery had last year, but he got to play college football defenses those last six weeks. It included the Lions, the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Vikings twice. Before that, he was not good. Got a lot of volume, yeah, and that's good for fantasy, but he is nothing special when it comes to talent. Tariq Cohen, on the other hand, coming off injury, but when he's healthy... He is explosive. He can catch the ball. He can do it all. I know that he's not a 30-touch-per-game kind of guy, but between the two, I believe that Cohen is more talented. And I believe the coaching staff knows that as well. If it was up to me, I'm taking Cohen all day long, and I would imagine that Montgomery is certainly going before Cohen in drafts. The wide receiver room is pretty deep. Allen Robinson, so underappreciated across the league continuously is a top 10 receiver in the league despite having abysmal quarterbacks during his career the Blake Bortles era in Jacksonville was tough Mitch Trubisky another stud sense my sarcasm Allen Robinson is a beast I want to see what he can do with a quarterback I want to see what he can do with a quarterback that isn't Andy Dalton. I want to see what he can do with Justin Fields. The other guys are some flyers. Talented for sure, but nothing other than bench stashes. Anthony Miller, Marquise Goodwin, and Darnell Mooney. I like that receiver room. Probably waiver wire guys, but if you had those guys stashed on your bench in case one of them breaks out, I don't hate that either. The second place finishers, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, continuously the 11th best quarterback in the NFL. Gets it done for fantasy, though. Always a rock-solid, low-end quarterback one. Not a guy that I want as my quarterback, but I don't hate it in one quarterback leagues if he is my quarterback. I just believe that his upside is a little capped because the Vikings are so run-heavy. And Kellen Mond, that's an interesting name. Six foot four, super raw out of Texas A&M. If the Viking season goes south quickly, there is a chance that Mond gets to show what he can do. But I believe that the season would have to go really south for that to happen, at least early on. Dalvin Cook, 
and Alexander Madison. Dalvin Cook is a top three running back in the NFL. For fantasy, for my money, he is the first pick this year outside of injury concerns. We know that the workload is going to be there. We know that he is a super special talent. His vision, his cuts, the way that he can just stop on a dime and continue on the track that he's going without slowing down for even a split second. He is so fun to watch. And then Alexander Madison, not as talented as Dalvin Cook, but for sure one of the top handcuffs because he is talented. And if Cook ever went down, that's a borderline RB1. At receiver, maybe the best receiver duo in the game. Probably not, though. I think that that duo resides in Tennessee, even though they haven't played a snap yet. But Justin Jefferson, one of the best rookie seasons that we've seen last year. His route running for a 21-year-old is exceptional. And Adam Thielen, of course, has continuously gotten it done. I don't want any other receivers on the Vikings, though. And then Irv Smith at tight end, late-round flyer at best, have not seen super special anything from Irv Smith. But in the era that tight end is currently in, a late-round stash for Irv Smith is not the worst idea. You could pretty much stash any tight end that you want at this point. That position is just really brutal. And then the Packers. Of course, this is all contingent on Aaron Rodgers playing for the Packers this upcoming season. It is going to be an interesting year in the NFL, an interesting division in the NFC North if the reigning NFL MVP is not playing. I mean, can you imagine? I don't even know what team I would pick to win the division. It would probably be between the Vikings and the Bears because I personally believe that if Jordan Love starts all 17 games for the Packers, that they don't make the playoffs. The NFC is too stacked. I'm going to discuss this as if Aaron Rodgers will be playing by week one in the Packers. I would say that I'll be nervous. I'll be worried if Rodgers is not on the Packers or not practicing with the Packers by the third week of training camp. That would be my cutoff where I start to say, okay, you know, I start to move him down in the rankings. I start to wonder about drafting Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams for sure. I mean, he could be the number one overall pick if Adams or if Rodgers is on the Packers, but if he's not, I think that he's at least at most an early or late second. You know, I know that he is one of, if not the most talented receivers in the game, but you just don't know with Jordan Love. Aaron Jones got paid this offseason. We know the talents there. We know that when healthy, he is one of the best in the game. We know that playing alongside Aaron Rodgers helps a lot too. And then A.J. Dillon, he reminds me of Eddie Lacy. He takes a while to get going. He's huge. Nothing too special about him. Can't really catch the ball. I'm not a big A.J. Dillon guy, personally. I'm just not. Um, there's a lot of talk about potentially a committee. I just don't see it. I think Aaron Jones is so much better. He just is. You know, We saw Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams when they had that one-two punch, it was just so obvious. And that's not to say that Dylan's a bad player. He's very okay. But Aaron Jones is special. A.J. Dillon is not special. And then Devontae Adams, arguably the best receiver in the game right now. You know, when Aaron Rodgers snaps the ball in the red zone, you already know 
what player he's looking for. He picks his head up and looks right at 17. The defenses know it and they can't do anything about it. They have a special connection. And I really hope that we get to see Rodgers and Devontae Adams run it back because they have one of the greatest connections in NFL history. You know, it's not quite on Montana Rice's level or Brady Moss or Romo T.O., but it can be if they get a couple more years of what they did last year or close to it. And the rest of the receiving room, flyers, stashes. Alan Lazard flashed a little bit last year. Devin Funches, solid. Pretty much a big tight end playing receiver. And then Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, some brutal drops last season, but he certainly knows how to get open. And then Robert Tunyon, the most underappreciated top 10 tight end finisher. Consistently every week, it seemed like he was catching two passes for 10 yards, but somehow he would catch a touchdown. And if you catch a touchdown as a tight end, you're a top 10 tight end. I don't think he's that talented, but if Aaron Rodgers is throwing him the ball, I don't hate drafting Robert Tunyon. I, I don't hate drafting any tight end. That position is tough. So that's the NFC North. Now we can debate who's going to be the number one overall pick, who deserves to be the number one overall pick. For my money, there are three players deserving of the first overall pick. But I feel you can make the argument there are seven total. The three players that I would take first, or I would feel comfortable taking first, are Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. Dalvin Cook, for me, is the number one player in fantasy this year. Talent is locked and loaded. Workload locked and loaded on a good team, on a good offense. Has receivers that make it so the defense can't load the box. His cuts, his vision, his speed, the way he maneuvers and just slips through tackles makes it look so easy. The breakaway speed, he just got paid. I mean, everything is lining up for this guy. For me, he is the 101. And then Christian McCaffrey, injuries, man. Injuries, injuries, injuries. You know, anyone that owned McCaffrey last year was not satisfied because the problem was not only did he burn you with his injuries, but you had to keep him and use a bench spot last season. So I I would take Cook if I had the 101, but if McCaffrey is healthy and he's right, he can catch the ball better than any running back in the league. I hope the workload is there for him, but then there's a part of me that doesn't because he just doesn't have the frame to get 35 touches a game. I know he has the talent to. That year, two years ago that he had was one of the best fantasy seasons we've ever seen, especially in PPR formats, but I'm not looking to take McCaffrey with the first pick, but if I had the second or third and he was there, I'm all over that. And then Saquon Barkley, going back to the well one more time, in my home league, I've had him the last two years, I've had the number one overall pick the last two years. We haven't seen it in a couple years. His rookie year, he was phenomenal. The last two years, he's been devastated by injury. But I will say, the Giants this year are going to be better than they've been in a while. I'm still not a believer in Daniel Jones, but their weapons are good. That offensive line is not going to be nearly as bad as it's been in the past. And they just got an alpha locked and loaded wide receiver one on the outside in Kenny Galladay. I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a really good year 
And he's another guy that the workload is pretty much guaranteed. I know Wayne Gallman played well last year, but he is not Saquon Barkley. And then the other guys that are worthy of the 101. Alvin Kamara, if you had him last year, you probably won your league if you were playing in the championship. The six-touchdown performance is unforgettable. Derrick Henry, if you can replicate and guarantee that he replicates what he's done the last two seasons, he would probably be the one-on-one. I think that workload catches up to him. He has had way too much luck on the injury side of things. Not saying that I'm guaranteeing a player is going to get injured or that I want him to get injured. I definitely don't. But I'm saying we don't really see running backs take the hits and the workload that he has and just stay durable throughout. You know, I hope he does obviously, but probability-wise, it's unlikely. And then the last two are non-running backs. Devontae Adams, of course, contingent if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, but Devontae Adams was consistently dropping 40 burgers last year all day long. He would just have those games where he gives you 12 for 150 and two in the first half. I mean, having him was a cheat code last year. And if Rodgers is for sure playing, I, I would never take anything but a running back with the first pick, but if someone did take Devontae Adams, I would not blame them. And then Travis Kelsey is the last player that I feel really deserves consideration at the 101. The advantage that he gives you from the tight end position is not fair. He would have finished as the third wide receiver last year in points per game. That is unbelievable. The positional advantage that he gives you when you're playing guys that are not George Kittle and not Darren Waller, is unmatched. I had him in both my leagues last year. And for every week, pretty much every week, you can almost guarantee 20-plus fantasy points. And when you're playing someone who has Gerald Everett or TJ Hawkinson and they're dropping 7 or 8, having a 13 or 14-point advantage almost every week when you have a guy like that is a good thing. It's a very good thing because it helps your team. (laughs) Don't really need to spell it out, but uh, Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends to ever do it. When it's all said and done, who knows, maybe he will be. If he has three or four more years like he did last year, he's so special, man. And he has the best quarterback in the league throwing it to him. He has Tyree Kill. On the outside, he's in that high-powered offense. I will not take Travis Kelsey in the first round. I will not do it because if he does not have a year like he had last year, that will bury your team. That will bury your team. If you have the fourth, say he finishes as the fourth or fifth tight end this upcoming season due to injury or he regresses, that severely damages your chances at winning a championship because everyone that didn't take Travis Kelsey, if you did, has Saquon or Derrick Henry or Zeke or Jonathan Taylor or Nick Chubb. And you took Travis Kelsey. And now your RB1 is probably Cam Akers or if you went zero RB, Chris Carson. I cannot risk that personally. I I won't be taking Travis Kelsey in the first round, but he is absolutely worth a first round pick. It's just the risk reward is not worth it for me. All right. That's going to do it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. 
more divisional previews coming up next week. We have the NFC East. And we're going to be talking players that we are avoiding early in the show next week. Take care, everybody.